Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, get ready for the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And welcome back to part two of our interview with Purvis Short with Charles Bishop and Neely. Purvis, you gave us so much uh, and to unpack. I wanted to go back to something because uh, just for, for you to offer perspective, and I mean, you mentioned just some legends uh, in, in terms of Glendale Jones and Helicopter Henry Ward, Ricky Berry. Um, but I know growing up, for my dad, Eugene Short was was the beginning and the end <laughs> in terms of, of, of basketball uh-huh. players. And for those who, who just never had the privilege of watching Eugene Short, is there a modern-day player to compare him to? Oof. Uh, that's a that's a tough one because uh, the game has changed so much. You, you, Eugene played an all around game. Uh, he had a tremendous post up game, um, and you don't see guys posting up very much today. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Eugene had a good handle. You know, he could get to wherever you know his spots were on the floor. Uh, from a but from a comparison standpoint, man, I don't know. I, I haven't. I've never been asked that. So. I, I got to think about what player he would he would he would compare to. But you know, the thing I'll say about Eugene, man, and 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 and, and I've said this my whole life after I left Jackson State, but you know, he was a rare type of player that came about. And this is just not because he's my brother, man. I've I've played against uh, Magic and Bird and Jordan and mm. Doctor J, and the list is, man, go is ahead, really Jackson long, State. man. That's what <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, Eugene, what happened to him, man, he got caught up in a situation with New York where, where, where Red Hoseman didn't believe in playing rookies. You know, the Knicks were an uh, 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 older team that was coming off a championship a couple of years prior to him coming there. And uh, back during that time, man, you know, you kind of had, you know, folks thought a little differently when it came to, you know, rookies playing. And uh, uh, it doesn't matter how talented you are. 
Uh, the key to being success, a successful NBA player is getting in the right place where you can grow and you can develop or whatever, you know. And so uh, that didn't happen for him. But, man, I don't know who I can compare him to, man. He was uh, he was a tremendous athlete, and I learned so much from him. And, well, I, you know, uh, uh, glad he gave first, a lot I, of people joy. This, man, uh, as I peel back, you know, that answer, and I understand the position you're coming from, some of the greats that you mentioned uh, that you played against and they still in your mind are not really comparable on certain levels. You know, you mentioned bird and magic and Dr. J and, and, you know, for, and I think the proof is in the pudding, uh, you know, because how many, you know, siblings are drafted in the first round ever or drafted three years apart or drafted that early played at the same school, you know, get to the NBA at any level, let alone from an HBCU in Mississippi. So you can look at the outcome and just tell that that talent level, you know, for both of you guys was just off the charts. That's true. But, you know, um, uh, we were talking about mm-hmm. Coach Covington earlier, and, and this is an area where I don't think he gets the the type of credit and recognition that he deserves, you know, because whether it's Coach Covington who Coach football or Bob Hill, I mean basketball or Bob Hill or Coach football, you know, uh, to a certain extent, you have to be a visionary in terms of how you're going to mm. fit pieces together to produce, you know, a winning, uh, not only produce a winning team, but produce a winning team that can mm-hmm. go on to win championships. So, you know, when you think about, you know, this era, you know, you think about all these players that attended Jackson State, how great they were. Well, they didn't just, you know, say, look, I'm going to go to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. It took some convincing. It took you know, uh, I'll never forget, man, Coach Covington, a lot of the conversations we would have during those times, you know, were about creating a legacy, creating something that people can point to and be proud of. You know, look, Jackson State already had a great reputation for producing outstanding sports uh, uh, players, you know, and so uh, that legacy should continue, you know. And so his vision was, look, man, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put together you know, something that people are going to mm. talk about 20 years from now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to put together something that people are going to talk about 50 years from now. Uh, and so that conversation was one all of one of, of, of a, vi- a visionary mm-hmm. uh, aspect. Right. You know, and so uh, it takes rare individuals, man, to be able to sit and talk about that vision, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and so, you know, man, we all have faith in Coach Covenant, you know, uh, they said, what, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence Indeed. of things not seen. Well, you know, coming in, man, <laughs> we didn't know that. But we, you know, he preached that vision every day. Look, you know, uh, uh, we're a championship team. We're going to conduct and carry ourselves as champions. So when we walked around the campus, when we walked onto a, 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 a an opponent's floor, we felt like we were champions, man. We, had, we hadn't won nothing, you know, yeah. the, the first couple of years. My point is, is that, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, act as though you are what you're aspiring to be before yeah. you actually get there. You know, so I envision being an NBA player. So I would, you know, try to care myself and work out and do all the things that I think an NBA player would do when I was in college. You know, when I got to the NBA, well, you know, I didn't want to just be here, you know. So, you know, you you learn as you go and you try to 
you know, uh, act and carry yourself like what you want to become, you know. And so that's a great lesson for anybody listening today, man. The, the, the work ethics and all of those things that we learned during those times, man, those things uh, apply across the board. You know, if I'm playing tic-tac-toe against somebody, you know, all of those lessons, man, come back and you apply all of those things to the mm. thing that you've done mm. today, you know. And, uh, uh, man, you know, again, man, I appreciate you, brothers, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of this knowledge, a lot of this information, man, should mm, never so be forgotten. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that you guys reached out and, you know, wanted little old me to share a little bit about my experience there, man. That means so much to me. So thank you. Just guys. tremendous uh, information mm. uh, for those of us who are, you know, thirsty for this this knowledge uh, and, and have heard these these legends and 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 the lore of the swag especially during this time this is phenomenal uh, mm -hmm. yeah well let me let me let me just share this man oftentimes you know everybody want to be successful right <clears throat> you know everybody want to be you know the best at whatever they're doing and 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 here's the lesson that i learned at jackson state you know primarily from coach covenant uh you know he and i man had a great relationship and you know i spent a lot of time talking to him you know and uh, traveling around with them during the summers, different things of that nature. And number one, you got to have a plan. Most most people don't think too much about that. But when he, when, I, when he talked about having a plan, man, you actually got to write down, you know, what it is you want to do and how you're going to do it. And you got to be very specific, you know, and then, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you got to envision yourself there. You know, if you want to be a a great player, you know, and, and, and you got to be specific, you know, you just can't say you want to be great at whatever you want to be very specific. So my thing was, I wanted to be, you know, a great score, you know, during my time at Jackson state, uh, when I went to the NBA, I wanted to continue to be a great score, you know? And so I try to be very specific with that, you know, and then too, uh, 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 once you lay out your plan, you write out your goals, you know, um, um, uh, there's this, you know, action part. Okay, I don't wrote all of this stuff out. Now what? Well, now what is, you know, you got to work at it. And so that meant, you know, man, I was sneaking mm -hmm. to the snake pit sometime and, and, and shoot there until it was dark and I couldn't see the rim, you know, and, and different things of that nature. And so, you know, uh, uh, we were taught never go a day without mm -hmm. working on your game. You know, and, and, and that lesson holds true for anything. Never go a day without working on your craft. Every day there's something mm -hmm. you can do to better yourself. You know, and then too, man, uh, uh, <clears throat> final piece of that is throughout life, you're going to encounter people on all different levels. <clears throat> and, you know, the karma, how you treat people, all of those things always, you know, goes for a circle. You know, so never forget, you know, where you come from. Never forget, you know, uh, how you got there, the people that poured into you along the way. And so, you know, you have a, a obligation, you know, as you go through life to try to do the same for other people. And I've always tried to do that. You know, everybody that I meet, you know, uh, I never look for anything. I'm always trying to give something to somebody, you know. And so uh, uh, that's what's carried me, you know, to this day, man, just those lessons that, you know, we learned there, you know, during our time at Jackson no State.
um, offer a little bit more perspective, Purvis. Um, during the time you played, I mean, you take a look around the conference. You, you got legends like Bob Moreland at Texas Southern, uh, Fred Hobby at Grambling, and of course, uh, the Wizard, David Whitney at Alcorn, and then, of course, Coach, Coach Covington. Um, you know, I was talking to an individual, and he was saying, saying, telling me basically that the, some of the best basketball in the country was being played on Saturday nights in the swag. Uh, what was your take on the talent uh, around the, uh, the conference at the time? Man, it was just, it was tremendous. I don't care which team you played, man. They had a great coach and they had a great uh, set of players. You know, going down the Southern, man, my freshman year, we were playing against Ron Barrow. People probably don't even remember that name. Tremendous score. Then, you know, along came Frankie Sanders. And, you know, you go to Grambling with Larry Wright. And uh, uh, oh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, you know, at Southern, you had Tommy Green along with uh, Frankie, Frankie Sanders. You know, at Alcorn, you had, you know, Larry Smith, you know, and and uh, Johnny McGill, all of these guys. And, uh, you know, Texas Southern, man, you had Alonzo Bradley and, and, and you know, uh, several other guys that I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble recalling their names, man. But the atmosphere was 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 tremendous, man. And I had never seen. Uh, you know, talent on that level. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm from a small town in Mississippi. Uh, but, you know, growing up, man, you know, we'd watch, uh, you know, the UCLA's play or whatever. And, you know, they didn't have, you know, to, to play against the level that we played against each and every night, man, was just unbelievable. And uh, what a lot of people don't know when you when you look at history, you know, and you look at the the accomplishments of, you know, uh, Dave Whitney at Alcorn, Coach Covington, Fred Hobby, all of these guys. Uh, you know, a lot of their systems, a lot of their techniques were oftentimes copied, you know, by members of the uh, professional organizations. And, you know, these strategies and techniques were used uh, you know, uh, on the professional level. And, and these guys never get the kind of credit that they really, you know, deserve in terms of shaping the game, you know, that you see today and, 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 and shaping the way, uh, you know, guys perform and, and the athleticism and all of those things. And a lot of those things, man, can be traced back to, you know, kind of this HBCU legacy, if you will. Yeah, man, that's that's outstanding. You know, you talked about being deliberate and having a plan, writing down goals, some things that Coach Cove instilled in you. So here's one question I have, uh, and, and maybe you got this goal sheet somewhere, Chuck, and we can get it and we can put it in the in the uh, in the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame uh, because, <laughs> because here's what I'm looking for. You know, uh, in his 13 NBA seasons, you average 17 points a game, uh, and you have one of the most recognizable jump shots in NBA history. Tell us how you developed that rainbow jumper, as it was called. You know, was that was that something you know that just came out of uh, necessity of defense? Something you worked on when you were sneaking into the snake pit? How did you develop that shot that was so recognizable and, and so feared by everybody? Uh, actually, that started uh, uh, in high school uh, when I was I was fortunate enough, man. I've been really blessed to have 
some great teachers. You know, we all need great teachers along our journey, right? So uh, my first teacher was Coach uh, Johnny Hurt, uh, high school, Hattiesburg High School coach that I played with uh, my uh, 11th and 12th grade year. Uh, and so he was a great fundamental teacher. And one of his greatest assets was the fact that he really knew how to teach a player how to shoot. And he knew the fundamentals of shooting. He could apply those to any type of shot. And so when I first, when he start, first started working with me, I used to shoot a line drive and could never quite get the concept that he was talking about. So one day after practice, man, uh, uh, you know, he was a firm believer that the higher arc you put on a shot, the softer it is, thus the better chance it stands of going into the basket. And uh, I would always have trouble being consistent with that. So every day after practice, man, I would have to shoot over this broomstick and to help me develop this, this art concept. And, uh, you know, I couldn't leave the gym, the gym until I made, you know, 15 shots in a row from 15 to 17 feet out. And every day, man, you know, I'm in the gym with him after practice, shooting over this broomstick. And it finally got to the point where I saw what he was trying to get over. But I didn't I didn't really understand the value of it until I got to Jackson State. Uh, because uh, uh, now you're going up against uh, better players, better athletes, uh, great defenders. Uh, and so uh, uh, what Coach Covington allowed me to do. He didn't want me to change anything, you know, as it related to my shot. He wanted me to continue to work on it and continue to develop it and even put a high mm. arc on it. And, you know, as the situation is called for, you know, and so that became, that became, you know, my trademark uh, uh, beginning there at Jackson, uh, you know, where the arc got a little higher. And then as I went and came into the pros, uh, I had to apply the same concept. Okay, now it's greater players, greater athletes, greater defenders, guys that could knock your shot into the stands. You know, so uh, my shot became mm -hmm. an advantage for me. And, uh, you know, all of that goes back to the humble beginnings. But it was that broomstick, man, every day. That's, well, kids that's out what there listening, it. a next generation of Tigers, get you a broomstick. Hey, man, you know, you know, success is simple, man. You don't need a lot, you know, to be successful. You know, if you, uh, you know, you can, you can become successful, mm -hmm. man, with the basics. You know, nobody had everything yeah. they needed at the beginning, right? You know, so kids shouldn't be tripping off, you know, they got to have the best sneakers or whatever. Man, we, we would have played <laughs> in our socks, you know. You know, so it's just it's just about using whatever you have, whatever that is, man, and, and, and being content with it. Right. You know, because God puts us in situations, man, all the time whereby, you know, we never think about it, man. When have you been in a situation where you had everything that you needed? We'll see it. We'll see it. Yeah. So, you know, man, look, uh, uh, I was taught early on in Jackson, man, look, we didn't have you know, these fancy buses, we didn't travel on the fancy planes and all of these things. We didn't have these fancy, uh, 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 what do they call them, training rooms or whatever, where, you know, they had, uh, you know, all of the food mm -hmm. you can eat and all of that, man. After practice, we yeah. get a ham and cheese sandwich. That's what they give out. And, and, and yeah, You know, we, we had Coach Prime on uh, a yeah. 
couple uh, episodes ago or whatnot. And, you know, of course, we have some goals that we're working on and we have some things that we're going to accomplish financially as it relates to facilities. And I know that's a priority. But Purvis, I was saying the same thing then, that if you look at the talent and even uh, future professional athletes and even future Hall of Famers in their professions that we have had come through those same dormitories, same cafeterias, facilities ain't what's keeping us from championships. <laughs> you know, because because we we've, we've done more with less. You know, here we are. You know, with state of the art things compared to what we had in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, and we're not achieving the fifties and sixties, seventies. So at some point, man, it gets back to recruiting. Uh, coaching, and then that investing in the athletes. So like you said, man, success is simple. Yeah, but, you know, a a piece of that that's missing, though, is, you know, there's a history component. You know, along with all of that, you know, you got to know your history, right? You know, and so that's the piece that I think is is often lacking, you know, when you're, you know, trying to recruit. uh, uh, We we started this HBCU HBCU initiative, about three years ago where, uh, 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 you know, my department, we head that up and, and, and we get with the commissioner from the SIAC, the commissioner from the SWAT, and we bring in 50 uh, uh, athletes that they identify, basketball players. And, you know, we would do a camp. We do a camp every summer at Morehouse. And, and talking to these kids, a lot of them, you know, didn't really know the history. And I would oftentimes try to share you know, the history of going to an HBCU, the history of the SWAC where I played. And, you know, man, look, when we when we put on that blue and white, man, there's a sense of pride. There's a sense of, you know, man, look, you know, this represents something, you know. So from a representation standpoint, you know, that's a lot on your shoulders. So you got to go out and represent in some way, you know. And so, you know, these kids, man, my message to them was, man, look, you know, you don't come into this gym you know, as an HBCU athlete and not give your best from start to finish. That's just, those things just aren't tolerated, you know, and the best thing that I learned at Jackson State, man, Coach Covington, Bob Hill, all of those guys, man, they didn't care who you were. You know, there was a certain way you carried yourself. There was a certain way you worked uh, as a JSU basketball player, as a JSU football player, you know, because they knew what 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 the trademarks of success was. So, you know, we had to work hard every day. We had to, you know, do a little bit more than everybody else. We had to, you know, do it on the circumstances where you didn't have all the things that you wished for or thought you should have had. But, you know, hey, you know that those things shouldn't stop you from 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 being successful. Don't get quiet now, Chuck. You got to follow that. I know, Adela, no doubt about that. Uh, th- this has been a tremendous episode. Uh, you know, a- as we bring this episode to a close, a purpose, I wanted to ask this one last question in terms of, uh, you know, when we talk about the state of Mississippi, uh, it's very well known for, for football, but Mississippi has contributed like so much to the world of basketball. And I mean, there are so many names uh, to name uh, I mean, from Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf to Tony McDodd, just so many names. But, you know, how comfortable are you with your legacy uh, as a great Mississippi Hooper uh, when you look back at your career from Blair High uh, to the NBA? Man, look, I'm so proud to be from Mississippi. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be from anywhere else, man. Uh, 
you know, because what I got when I was in Hattiesburg, when I attended Hattiesburg High, Blair High School, uh, on to my time at Jackson State, man, and, you know, everything that happened there, you know, to where I am today, man, none of those things could have happened uh, anywhere else, you know, and so I'm a proud Mississippian. Uh, more importantly, uh, uh, you know, I'm a proud JSU alumnus, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, again, man, uh, uh, you know, oftentimes, you know, the, the, the one of the most disappointing things in life, uh, I think, is, uh, you know, uh, as you go through your journey and whatever success you have, one of the most frustrating things is oftentimes, you know, you really don't get a chance to really thank all the people along the way. You know, we become, you know, very engaged and, you know, trying to be the best that we can be, you know, and and. and you know, while applying all of those uh, people lessons and things that people have poured into you, uh, you know, and so, you know, for me, man, you know, this is uh, when I do stuff like this, this is always an opportunity because it's not about me, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, what you see or what you're hearing is, uh, you know, our JSU legacy, yes, you know, and I'm just a part of that, that history. You know, because, uh, um, you know, everybody, man, you know, we always hear about people, you know, everybody has a gift, right? You know, and so uh, everybody used their talents in certain ways and people pour, pour into all of us in different ways. And you learn so much from different uh, people, not necessarily about basketball or sports or whatever your craft is. Uh, you know, it all comes down to, to living life to the fullest. You know, and uh, all of the uh, people that poured into me over the years, all of that history uh, that I learned about Jackson State, uh, about, you know, HBCUs, uh, you know, man, all of those things factor into or have factored into my success. And, you know, man, I follow, you know, things closely. You know, I do get quite busy with my work with the NBA, but you know, man, I try to follow what's going on. And uh, when I was presented with this opportunity to try to, you know, establish some type of uh, uh, HBCU initi initiative with the uh, NBA Players Association, I was thrilled because, you know, that's that's my history. And, uh, you know, we have a what we call a top 100 camp where it's been rated one of the best camps in the country. Uh, that's a camp that my department that we lead that we've been doing for the last 25 years and you know uh, uh, uh we've produced some of the best players in the nba you know kobe bryant james harden kevin garnett steph curry clay thompson all you know the list is long all of these guys came through our top 100 camp you know so i had a chance to uh you know uh, see these guys uh you know, as they were entering their senior year in high school and, you know, create some kind of relationship with them. And, uh, you know, Kobe, before he passed, man, on our 25th anniversary, he has sent me a note, you know, just just thanking me for, you know, being one of the people along the way that poured into him, you know, and that was just uh, tremendous you know, to, to receive that kind of acknowledgement. But, you know, it just goes to my point that I'm trying to make to you guys is that along the way, you know, there are always people that we should thank, you know, for, you know, uh, whatever achieve achievements we've, we've accomplished, man. So, man, I've had a great journey. Uh, you know, man, I've been really blessed to, 
you know, be in this environment for the last, I, don't, I can't even count no more, man, 12 years as a player and 27 as a, a representative or employee of the union, NBA union. So I don't know how many years that is, but it's been a long time, man. And uh, none of this would have happened, man, had not I made that decision you know, to be a part of that JSU legacy, yes, that JSU yes, history. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and let me just say this, man. My sister would kill me if, if I didn't mention the fact that, you know, my sister attended Jackson State during the same time, you know, as Eugene and I. And she was a tremendous singer, you know, still sings uh, in a lot of different uh, smaller venues. She's not a professional singer. She would kill me if she knew I didn't mention it. Understood. They're very understood. Exactly. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Dealey, this this has been a phenomenal episode. Like I said, we we always enjoy sitting down and, and talking with our living legends and, and gaining that knowledge, gaining that history uh, that is so important uh, to, to bridge uh, the generational uh, gaps, if you will, and Purvis. Uh, this was phenomenal. This has been one of my uh, more you know, favorite episodes in terms of just learning, learning so much. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. You know, man, I, uh, um, uh, excuse me for interrupting you, but, you know, I would just, you know, continue to encourage you guys, man, to keep doing, uh, you know, what you're doing, man, because, uh, you know, like I said, I've listened to your show, man, and you've had guests on, man, that spoke to this history, that spoke to this legacy, that spoke to, you know, Coach Covington and, and, and all of these things, man. So, you know, man, I, I think it's it's fair for you guys to get a shout out, you know, because of uh, what you're doing, uh, you know, because exposure is critical, man. There are folks sitting out there, you know, that don't really know, uh, uh, you know, how important, you know, Jackson State University is in this big HBCU picture, how important Jackson State is when you talk about the number of athletes that's, you know, attended the university and gone on to play on the professional ranks, how important Jackson State is, you know, for people that, 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 that are not sports players that have ex- uh, achieved, uh, you know, uh, enormous success, you know, and so that story needs to be told. So, you know, again, I applaud you guys for, you know, doing what you're doing and continue to do it, my brothers. And, you know, if there's any way I can help you, y'all got my contact info. Yes, sir, we do. And, and Charles, let me just echo your sentiment that this has been a, a fabulous episode, man. You know, a lot of times when we have these legends, these great songs, you and I, having been on campus in the 80s and 90s or kind of that bridge between generations. And I was not expecting to learn everything that I've learned on this particular episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. This has been uh, exceptional. This has been thought provoking. And when you just see that connectivity, you know, I want our listeners to not mention something. Here is a JSU legend that was taught by a JSU legend by Coach Covington. Teaches some of that to Kobe Bryant, gets a note from Kobe Bryant before his passing, thanking him. And so, as we always say, man, JSU and the swag and HBCUs truly impact and touch the world. And Purvis, we just wish you the absolute best and, and thank you for coming on and being with us. Well, again, thank you guys, man. I really enjoyed it and much success, continued success it, to you guys. Well, until the next episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. For my man Neely, I'm Charles Bishop. We'll see you on the other side.
And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.